Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Around nine o'clock, I'll meet you on the corner. I can smell the tires on your new car. Welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome to our Max Pope episode, where we will be talking about Max Pope's latest album, Counting Sheep. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to listen to this album yet, feel free to pause this episode, go check out that uh, that album a little bit, even just get a feel for the album. That'll be super helpful. As we discuss this album, you'll get to just kind of understand the context of the album a little bit better, but... Our hope for this episode is to talk about this album kind of as a whole and uh, what we like, if there's any dislikes, and hopefully be able to kind of continue what this podcast is built on, which is just championing uh, really great artists who are not well-known. And so uh, this is not an Ariana Grande episode because everyone knows Ariana Grande. And whether you like her or not, that doesn't matter. It's just she's very popular. So I don't know. I, I just picked her. But that's the point of the podcast. We find artists that hopefully are less known and we tell you about them or share them with you and, and say, hey, maybe give them a shot. So uh it's probably the trickiest podcast to try to market because it's like, hey, you want to check out this artist you've never heard of and uh, and stuff. But um, this podcast literally could not happen without my co-host, Nate, who um, you met a minute ago when he said, and I'm Nate. Um, he's a great guy. He says more than that. But I like to send it to Nate at the beginning of a lot of these episodes because Nate's like deep in databases, just, just researching new music, figuring out um, all the ins and outs of indie music and coming up with the most incredible list of new musicians that we need to be talking about. And so uh, Nate, I don't think I've oversold what you do and the amount of hours you put into this. Uh, I mean, if anything, I've probably undersold it. So, um, so feel free to tell the listeners all that you do as far as that goes. And more specifically, Nate, how did you find Max Pope? And what made you decide to reach out and say we should do an episode on Max Pope? And I'm Nate. <laughs> and I'm Nate. <laughs> and I'm Nate. This is an I am Groot situation. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Heck yeah. I'm Nate. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, yeah, so for those who don't know, I'm Nate. And there's a lot, as Andrew said, like finding music can be tough. And I like, I really pride myself and just like, like listening to like everything Mm -hmm. I can possibly listen to sort of. And um, like funneling it down to music that I find listenable or enjoyable and then sharing those with people that I'm music friends with based on mm-hmm. what they like. And sometimes it's like, I think it's like right up their alley. Sometimes I think it's partially up their alley. And sometimes I think it's like a stretch. But um, so a lot of the just some behind the scenes, as Andrew kind mm-hmm. of st- started down that road, it's always interesting when planning records for the podcast where it's like, okay, what type of album do I pick? Do I pick an album that I'm like confident Andrew will like, mm-hmm. that I like think he'll kind of like, but might not like? An album that I'm like, man, I actually don't think he'll like it, but mm-hmm. I like it. And mm-hmm. so um, it's kind of just like uh, very interesting. And sometimes there will be an album, so like then there's like my range where it's like i might not love it yeah. but i'm like oh andrew yes. really likes it i or yes. i think we'll really like it or yeah. oh i think they're good but i think andrew will think they're great yes and so anyways so max pope is one of those artists that i found on albumoftheyear.com or albumoftheyear.org i forget which one it is mm-hmm. where they post basically tons of albums that come out they just like post it all so Mm -hmm. i think it's mainly uh like user done so for instance like i added 
Valley Hearts album to album of the year, like a few months before it came out. Heal my head. If there, if you, if you are an artist right now and you want to let people know, hey, I'm releasing something, mm-hmm. post it on album of the year dot com or dot org. Again, I totally yeah. don't know which. And um, <laughs> and usually what I'll do is there I've, each Friday there's probably. I don't know how many, like a hundred albums that they have listed. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. way more albums than that that are coming out. Sure. Um, but I'll usually scroll through the album covers and mm-hmm. pick the album covers that fascinate me on any level. Yeah. And Max Pope's one looked pretty standard. I think it's yeah. a overall, it's a solid album cover. Yeah. Um, you can tell a lot about the music from the album cover so with him mm-hmm. you're like okay this is a solo artist mm-hmm. um who clearly likes detail and um is somebody who wants to show himself in some fashion which by yep. him being on the album artwork yep. and when i listen to him um the thing is with new music and i'm sorry i'm rambling but the key for finding new stuff for me is I don't want to find good songs. I want to find good albums. Yes. And so there'll be plenty of times where I'll listen. I'll be like, Oh, this song's awesome, but you got to, I have to keep listening and Mm kind of get through the whole, most of the record at least before figuring out if I like really like the album or not. And overall with him, it just was consistent the whole way Mm -hmm. through where it's just like, there, there wasn't really any point where I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I think this is a good record or not. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. the whole time through, I'm like, this is good. But the reason to get to the point why I, yeah. I reached out to Andrew about this record is because I feel like Max Pope is, I'm not saying 10 out of 10 right up Andrew's alley, but maybe mm-hmm. like 9 out of 10, 8.5 mm-hmm. out of 10. Yep. And in terms of the type of stuff that Andrew uh, enjoys. Yeah. Um, and I guess my question is, I know Andrew said yes to doing the podcast on Max Pope. Yeah. So you like him on some level, but would you say he is up your alley? So I actually really wanted to do a different episode where we talk about an album that I hate. Um, mm. Nate whiffed on this one really, yeah. really bad. And I just wanted to rub it in his face this whole time because it's like, dude, you don't even know me. No, I'm kidding. Um, yes, I do like this album. Um, so I'll say my bar for doing an episode, because I think there's a range of doing episodes. Yeah. There's going to be albums that were like top 10 easy, top five easy like you do an album and you're just so sure about it there's other ones that you go you know what in theory we're putting out i mean probably 40 45 i mean uh, let's even just say 40 episodes a year talking about music and specific albums not like uh top 10 episode or or Mm -hmm. a different one um if we're consistent enough and if we're not missing weeks which do happen but that's a different bar than going i will only say yes to like ones that i vetted and know are top 10 you know what i mean like so i listened to this one for like five minutes and i was like yeah it's good enough because nate knows my music taste well enough that I was just listening. I was like, is there anything that sounds like I might actually not like it? So I, I usually right away listen to a singer's voice because a singer's voice sometimes takes some time to grow on you. So me saying, yeah, I'll do an episode in a week or two about this um, artist doesn't give me much time to grow on someone's voice or even style if it's too... If it's very experimental, sometimes those are the best albums. Like, sometimes they're great albums, but sometimes I would be more hesitant to say, yeah, next episode, I'm more like, hey, let's back burner this one. Give me some time. Let me see if I like it. Um, And we can always circle back to it if it's grown on me enough by then. Because the point of the podcast is not to go, hey, there's this artist out there, but they kind of suck. Like, that's not... (laughs) 
that's not the point of the podcast. So, um, but there's still a part of me that a lot of times when I say yes, I don't have the scope of the album. I don't know lyrics. I don't really know what the album's like. Um, I just know it's good enough that like, yeah, this album, I'll be able to like it at least at some level and be able to talk positively about it. Um, so I'm trying to think if I answered your question along the way, but yeah, did I, I think over, I guess what I'm trying to say is how about this? Yeah. Andrew, if, hmm, Max Pope Mm-hmm. made this album like let's live in this hypothetical world yeah max pope made this album for you mm-hmm. like just for andrew jensen just for me how good of a job did he do Ooh. that that's kind of more w- what uh-huh. i'm asking mm-hmm. like is it like man he did like ev- not everything but like Ooh. tons of things that i loved like it was all up my alley or was it like oh there was some stuff that like definitely matched my music taste but there was other stuff that was like it was good but it wasn't really me or like what i usually Mm. listen to or like i'm more asking trying to figure out that yeah that's a good question okay because i think and as you're thinking let me just share i think even though this feels like why the hell are these guys like talking about this yeah. Those who love music, they like yeah. want to share music with friends. Yes. They want to share music that other people will like as a way of just like, I, I know it sounds cheesy, but a way of like blessing them and like loving yeah. them and like encouraging them or whatever, making their day yeah. a little better. And yep. so I do think that like the the thought process behind it can be like interesting. Yep. So I would say this. I think I have a range of styles that I listen to, right? Like, I I do think that I'm willing to listen to most styles. So within the style that he has chosen, this is like 8.5 out of 10, like perfect for Andrew. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the only reason I'm putting it that way is like there's some like like you picked static dress earlier this year. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Of but course. that was probably within that style, like the nostalgic stuff that I've been like into a lot lately, going back to like a lot of high school rock yeah. emo stuff. That was probably ten out of ten. Yeah, right? exactly. But that's a very different style. And so I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm. I don't have multiple personalities, but like, no, no, no. I feel but like my music tastes are somewhat similar. Like, like that's perfect for that style. But this in this style, and I would say this is a very specific style because, okay, so let's talk Max Pope just f- quick. Yeah, he's kind of this like, he's this portion of indie that I don't actually think a lot of artists are doing, or a lot of artists that I know are doing, which is like a bluesy indie, yeah. like, um. But it's definitely indie, not just in its approach to music, but in some of the overall... Maybe it is the approach, but, like, I'm thinking um, some of the guitaring effects. Like, there's some ambient effects in there um, that you don't usually hear in um, blues music. I would say it's the vocal layering that's probably the most indie. Like, it's almost, almost an indie album vocally but a blues album instrumentally. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, he misses the two pretty well. Um, So I wouldn't say that there's a lot of competition in that space, like indie blues in my mind. Like, there's been one or two albums that touch on this. I would say, um, off the top of my head, there's, like, Kevin Crowder's Toss Up is a little bluesy, but not near as bluesy as this. Um, so you know, like more synth heavy. You know the comp I was thinking about for you in terms of somebody you listened to, where I was like, okay, because Andrew loves this person or this artist, I think he'll like Max Pope. Yeah, Leon Bridges. Yes, 
So yes, even that's though really good. even though like they are obviously like They're very not two peas but... in a pod. No. Overall, there's like a lot yep. of similarities I feel like yeah between the two. Yeah. I think I, I never would have thought about him mostly cuz I still think of him I don't know as like Leon Bridges feels like and this is simplifying too much. He feels like he's a singer where Max Pope feels like an artist. I don't know if that makes okay. sense, the difference. Like, like Leon Bridges, I would say his voice is like... Well, yeah. No offense, this yeah, is a yeah. Max Pope episode. <laughs> but, like, it's yeah. not fair comparing I mean, them vocally. That's but true. Like, but it's also not fair comparing them musically because I would say Max Pope is doing stuff way more interesting and technical than Leon Bridges does. So, like, I don't know, Max Pope writes, like, band music a little bit more, even though it is still singer-songwriter, bluesy, like, um, stuff. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good comp. I never would have thought. I kept thinking he's, like, a way cooler Gavin DeGraw, <laughs> which is, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, Gavin you're hitting on good, but like, you're hitting know, on the singer-songwriters cool. that do full band stuff. Yes, like they're a singer-songwriter where it's like, hey, this could be a band, but mm-hmm. also like vocally, they're like yeah. presented more like vocal. Um, I don't want to say driven, but vocal spotlighted, if that yeah. makes sense. Yep. Where it's like clearly the focus is on Max Pope, clearly yep. the focus is on Gavin DeGraw, yes. or whatever. But yep. but yeah, I in terms of like my the way I categorize Max Pope, I know mm-hmm. this is this is gonna be stupid, but it's just like how it makes sense to me. He's like an entertainer to me. Mm-hmm. He's got that type of music where it's like obviously he's very different than like Michael Bublé. Like, yes, they're like extremely different, but almost like I view them similarly in the sense of like, I feel like both on their records and I've, I haven't seen any Max Pope live stuff, but like on their records, they're like putting on a show with the record. If that makes sense, like they're put, they're putting on a a performance and obviously all artists are doing that i guess what i'm trying to say is a little more like theatrical without being um without focusing too much on what theatrical means i don't mean like soundtrack greatest showman theatrical i mean performance um so yeah i know yeah it might not make sense but that's just kind of how i it makes sense to me in that way yep yep i do want to dig into this album a little bit yeah i mean that's why we're here um now I will say this is the first time this has happened on the podcast, but I think it's fine. Just sit tight. I really gotta use the bathroom um, <laughs> right now, but we're not gonna edit this out. It's fine. We're gonna leave it in. I'll just leave some nice soothing music while I use the bathroom. So just uh, so just real quick, and I'll be right back. What's funny is. Andrew's playing the music while still sitting there for those who can't see and nobody can see. So I didn't even fake it. I'm only assuming that Andrew is going to the bathroom right now. And he's just decided not to use the toilet. Uh, No, but I will say um, that's like the best hold music you could possibly have. It's really good. It's really good. Like, I felt like I was in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. my whole body, my whole spirit was brought to that atmosphere. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to start a TikTok account where I do skits, and that's the music for, mm. like, it. And I don't know how it'll work, but I'll figure it out. Um, that being said, in case you hadn't listened to much, Max Pope, that is the song Counting Sheep. It starts, it's super bluesy, um, jazzy, like... I'm making a joke that it's hold music, but, like, it's awesome. That song is so good. And then I could play a song, I mean, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Just do this yourself. Like, play Muddy Waters. Like, how is that the same artist? I don't know. Um, 
every single song Nate talked about consistency here. Every single song is really good. And I don't know that I've heard this range from many blue bluesy artists. You kind of find your thing and you you go with it, but I find every song to be so uniquely separate that like one thing I overanalyze all the time is track listing, but like I have no clue how to actually analyze this track listing. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, every song is so unique. I don't... I don't know. This is going to sound... Like, there's a definitely a flow to the album, but it's not like other albums that, like, are so reliant on track listing to be perfect. Like, there's only a few moments that you need to pay off, and I think they do. I think beginning and ending are great. Um, I think, I mean, middle section where things fall in are really nice um but i don't know it's like there's so much to enjoy here there's so much range to it and i would say that's one of my big takeaways from this album is it's uniquely in the spot of this bluesy indie vibe like really bare bones stuff the guitars aren't overly like I don't know. I mean, they're compressed, but there's not, like, a lot of, I don't know, effects on it. Like, you'll get some reverbs. You'll get some, um, I don't know, some delays and, and stuff. But for the most part, it's pretty straightforward as far as the instrumentation goes. It's just, like, everything executed at a very high level. Um, I don't know if you know much background to know, like if Max plays anything besides what I assume is guitar because of the album cover. Um, I assume that Max plays guitar and sings. That's just my assumptions. But I don't know if he does the drums or bass or um, any other auxiliary instruments. So um, there's some high-level, and I'll drill down here in a little bit, but just high-level, Nate, what do you think about this album? What are some of your high-level takeaways? Yeah, I think going back to when we and I people are like, oh, you talked about this so much. But going back to like discovering artists, the main thing I'm listening for when I'm listening to a new artist is I'm looking to be intrigued. Yes. And I could listen to something that's like technically good. The voice is phenomenal. The Mm -hmm. instrumentals are are really solid. But if you're if I'm not like fascinated that or like put in a like real a really great or specific mood that the music moves me, then it's like ah, like whatever. Yep. I think Max Pope is like I don't want to say really close, but he is close to being he's close enough to being a generic artist that I would skip over and throw away and never listen to. But he does enough to not be that. And what I mean by that is there's plenty of people I've heard sing like him. Like he is not a special vocalist. There are plenty of albums I've heard with like similar instrumentation. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that And I go back to the first song, No Love, because that was the first song I listened to. The chord progression is just weird enough Yeah, where you're like, oh, I was not expecting that from an artist like this. You're like, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do something way more cliche, way more generic, way more basic. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I liked about Max Pope. It was that Mm -hmm. every time I was expecting him to be just a... Just like your average, I was going to say, white ass solo artist. Mm-hmm. He just like, just like, he brought you and you're like, yep, I know exactly where he's going. And then, bam, yep. he'll he'll do yep. something you don't expect. And yes. so I was very happy about that. I think like, no love. There's plenty of examples of this. But I think of yes. like, Muddy Waters, um, how the chorus... Is what you think is the chorus originally is the pre-chorus? Yeah, where he's singing the muddy water part, and then the chorus itself is the ahs that like yep. float through, and it's just like 
that's like I, I know it's so simple but it's mm-hmm. he's taking that extra step like he's not yes. just settling with like the standard chorus that he'd be fine off with he he adds that extra element to keep it interesting to keep it engaging mm-hmm. to keep it new and fresh mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of, that for me is what how he stands out it's honestly yes. not yeah it's not his vocals it's not much it's the yeah. fact that he just does that little bit extra to be unpredictable yes yes um i will piggyback off that by saying first of all and i know this is probably not a first time but just how proud i am that you're pointing out chord progressions yeah this is yeah this is amazing because i feel like uh i'm usually the one pointing out chord progressions and getting like i don't know i'm usually the one saying it's that true. and 90 percent of the time being wrong about it anyway so like <laughs> i'm really happy that you're picking up uh that and you're correct you you pick i mean sorry this is this almost sounds like i'm making fun of you and like you're dumb um <laughs> that's okay but like no like exactly what you're saying first song that should be your takeaway is like oh this is a little bit different because there are certain artists that just like when it comes to chord progressions they throw out music theory that they're just like don't care about music theory i'm doing my own thing that's basically jazz music is just like don't care about music theory um those are all your sets of rules and we don't care about it we're going to do something the opposite way um blues tends to do a little bit of that but not near as much as jazz would um so that's why i would say this album is blues like in case people don't know that to me is the definition of blues like more than most which is just like some interesting chord progressions but there's a huge range to blues because if you listen to john mayer blues he has almost all the bluesy sounds as far as tones feel um and pop but his are much more pop progressions as far as chord progressions he'll occasionally throw some weird stuff in but not like crazy weird right this is much weirder chord progression wise this whole album than a john mayer album and john mayer has been like the poster boy for blues for a while now so now maybe pop blues versus indie blues which is probably the the slight difference but um it is just weird enough that it's interesting without being so weird that it should be a turn off to anyone does that make sense yeah because i think you said like sometimes artists are like super unique but like that doesn't actually make them good or fun to listen to and max pope found that perfect in between of like like i can listen passively to max pope an artist that gets much more experimental than max pope almost takes effort to listen to and i can't listen as background music if i wanted to now i haven't listened much to max pope as background music mostly because of the time frame of really trying to listen to this album and i think that there's enough interesting stuff that like it demands a little bit more intentionality to listen to than your standard music but i don't think you like have to listen to him that way no every time i fully agree where uh he could be background music i Mm -hmm. think speaking of the one song he he couldn't be background music would be not doing what i was told i think Mm -hmm. that song interesting goes like so hard with the sack i'm assuming it's sax the sax i think so or something trying to sound like it (laughs) and so yeah synth synth sax um yeah but uh i doubt it he seems like the type of guy to to get some some real sax in yeah. there but um i appreciate the the range uh yes. and you you touched on that um i do wish he went for it a little more though and so, so there's been times on the record where it's like i see potential and it's not that he has to do it every time like there's obviously a time and a place but there's certain points on the record where I'm like oh he could take this big in a really powerful way and because he's I don't want to call him like an orchestral artist but I'll say he's like a five piece plus so like 
he doesn't just do the five pieces he like adds mm-hmm. and so yes. for somebody like that like you have the ability to and i mean even with a five piece you can make it big but i'm just saying it's easier and like often bigger when you use uh more instruments and so mm-hmm. i just wish he did that a little more when there is yeah. a potential for that um yep but yeah so what were you gonna say? my thought because it's interesting you pointed that out because i was viewing this and i could be wrong i'm viewing this as a debut album i don't know if you know enough to know if this is true or not I think it but, is, but I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. I did no research. We apologize if this. I know if this isn't the case, but let's assume this is Max's first album, or like one of his first. Even could work. I think that this is a great like I'm here, and I'm not going anywhere type of thing. I also think this is the album that can cast a wide net of listeners. Which I think can be very helpful if we're even just talking about breaking into the industry, which is so oversaturated right now. Do something interesting. Set yourself apart from other people, but maybe don't go crazy yet because you limit yourself immediately. So my hope, at least, like my big takeaway from Max Pope is I think he showed enough here to show the ability to go weirder than he does on the album. And I hope that the next album doesn't just go crazy with it, but has a few songs that, like, actually mess with your brain a little bit. Um, like, actually make you go, holy crap, what is he doing now? And I think because there should be buy-in from this album, you're going to be with him trying weirder stuff down the road. Um, that's kind of my takeaway is, like, hey, play it safe at the beginning. I'm fine with that. I don't think he plays it as safe as 99% of artists do, so I'm still happy with how far he's pushed it. But I 100% echo Nate and his idea of, like, I think he can do some weirder stuff, and I think he'll be really good at it. And so um, I, I think that's a great point. I'm not even talking about weirder. Like, I'm saying bigger. Bigger. Like, like you can take... Interesting, yeah. So, like... Think of like the um, because I'm I don't want to mention Valley Heart because we mention them every single dang episode, but like the end of the days, mm-hmm. like that didn't have to get that big. It's not complex. Sure. It's not weird. It's not whatever. It's just big. Like he, yes. like I remember when Kevin wrote the song, him talking like, "Hey, sh- like what? Where do you think this should go?" Yeah, and I was like, "You gotta like hit so hard here." Yeah, and they were kind of going back and forth on that issue or on that on that that strategy, and I'm glad they went yeah. big specifically for that song and that point of the record, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I don't even necessarily mean weird. I just mean big. Um, yeah. And then we were not on the same thought, but I can still agree with your thought. Yeah, and I th- but I think what you're saying about weird too, like let's have that as a separate thought. I fully yeah. agree. Like I would love it if he mixed things up even more, if he was a little bit less approachable or accessible even. The problem is is like not the problem, but every artist needs to think through like what they want. And it's like yep. I think I'm surprised. I mean, it is a debut, so I looked that up when you were talking. Cool. But I... And he's, like... He's not small, but he's not, like... If you ask somebody on the street who who knows... Mac, do you know who Max Pope is? I bet you... One out of... I don't know. 5,000 <laughs> might know. Yeah. One out of 10,000. One out of 50,000. Yeah. Like... He he's not at all a well-known artist, um, yep. but he has the sound of a well-known artist. And yes. let's transition real quickly into production. He does have the production of a well-known yes. artist. Yes. I'm yep. very impressed with the production. Yep, yep, I agree. It's everything he's doing on this album from a production standpoint 
has the feeling of a confident artist behind it. Yeah. Like, it feels like there's such a plan and a direction for how the album would sound. I think production, as is very common with a lot of albums, is the glue that holds all these songs together because there's such a range to what the album actually is um, and what each song is. And production pieces it together. Um, I mean... I don't know. It's it's a beautiful sounding album for blues. Like and that might be some of the ambient stuff he adds, some of the effects, but like I don't know, it's just it sounds really pretty and I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I mean it as one, so um, <laughs> I just then it I is. think it sounds really great. So, um so, I did want to cuz cuz I think we're in somewhat similar agreement here um as far as vocals go but i want to touch on those for a second unless you have any anything you wanted to add on production no okay so my initial thoughts were very much with nate which is like i've heard this voice before and not everyone needs to have the most unique voice right and i would say if you're not gonna have a unique voice like at least do it well and he does yeah for sure. i I almost feel bad critiquing his voice because I go, what can Max Pope do to make his voice better? And this is going to sound super mean, but it's basically like, don't be Max Pope. Like, I feel like... Brutal. I, (laughs) I just mean it as like, he is using his talent about the best way he, I think he can. Like... And the only thing that would make his voice better is literally getting someone who has just a more naturally unique sounding voice um, that would sound like something you haven't heard. And I think literally if his if he just sounded slightly more unique, all the parts that he's doing, people would be like, oh, my gosh, he's one of the best singers. He's incredible. Because if you actually listen to it, and I did take a full listen through the album listening he is a very technically sound singer. Yeah. Like, like again, he's doing everything he should do. In fact, listening through that way, I realized um, The Wind Calls My Name is my favorite of his as far as vocals go. Yeah. I'm like, listen to that. Like, that is not actually an easy song to sing. Like, I was singing along with it, and... And it is tricky. He is slipping in and out of falsetto pretty confidently while having some runs in there. Like, it's not... I don't know. I don't want to oversell how tricky it is. But I would say it is not a novice singer to even, like, intermediate. Like, that is an advanced singer who has to sing that type of song. So, like, I I think it'd be easy to focus on him as just, like a good singer, not great, but I would like to say he's he's probably as great as he can be and like great job Max because like it, it's very obvious he's put work into his voice to be as good as he is and it's a good part of the album. Like I never listen and I'm like oh, I hate his voice or like I wish it was more like again that would the only thing you could do is just like literally be a different singer that's about the only way you could like do something that would sound as unique as i feel like people want it to sound does that make sense yeah i think which like he can't be so it's a stupid i'm just saying he's like he i feel like he's maxed out he could prove me wrong but like he is very good i know it all sounds mean but i really meant it very lovingly and like backing him is what i was trying but no, I would, backed him into a corner. I was just saying, you said maxed out, and I did put him oh. as a, like a pun. <laughs> maxed out. Um, so, real quick, the wind that calls my name, that's probably the strongest example, just backtracking for three seconds, that's probably the strongest example of a song that I wish went big. Like, yeah. he sets it up so nicely and slowly, and I think it has point. such potential to blossom. But anyways... Yeah. Um, I think talking about the vocals, yeah. So his voice s- sounds 
wicked solid, but just not unique. And for me, and mm-hmm. that's where I don't think it matters as much how your voice sounds. I or how about this? If your voice isn't unique, that's not the be all end all. No. It's okay. Then how do you use it? Yes. And for him, as as. As like we talked about push I'd love him to get weirder and weirder instrumentally. Mm-hmm. I think he would benefit from taking more and more risks and being mm-hmm. more and more unconventional with his mm-hmm. cadences and la- layering with harmonies and um, all that type of stuff. And so I think there's plenty of potential for him to grow i just think like you're saying he's not going to become a technically better singer like he's probably reached for the most part his potential because he's singing rather incredibly and so uh yeah i just think i think it's more like how can he improve cadence and all that type of stuff and a little bit obviously of melody and harmonies um Real quick, uh, is there anything lyrically you picked up? I would just say, and I, I'm i sorry, this is going to sound very novice as far as lyrics. I really like how straightforward his lyrics are. Yeah. I don't know that I have a specific example that I like, but they are not that hard to understand. Like when I listen, I'm like, I know what the song is about and I know what that song is about. And I don't know. I just really like that approach. It's really good. And I feel like some people try to get too too crazy with it. And, like, it's like, I have no clue what you mean, but it's probably cool. Um, his feels more straightforward. And I feel like they're really solid lyrics. Without getting too deep into the lyrics, um, I think the lyrics are, like you said, straightforward. I think mm-hmm. thematically they work well knowing it to be a debut because yeah. he talks a lot about growing up about his yes. journey and about i would say partially his music because i think his music's kind of wrapped up into the story a little bit mm-hmm. um but it kind of feels like an introduction uh the lyrics like hey this is who i am this is who i was how i've grown up how i've developed and so um i like the lyrics in light of that um and he is honest without being wicked specific so like will you ever be as good as you think you are is like a really honest and straightforward song um but it's not like super detailed like i have no idea who he's talking about or the situation really or whatever but i get the overall message loud and clear and i think he does a good job of that throughout the tracks yes yes Yes. um only other thing i'll say because i feel like we're winding into a favorite song is um I think his melodies and cadences are excellent mm. on this album. I, I think that's actually one of his strengths. I think he writes... I mean, maybe he could write like more crazy um, melodies or cadences, but I find them to be very interesting. Like, And I feel like every choice he makes, because his voice can reach those, those places, it works really well. Like, I don't know that there was ever a moment that I was like, oh, that that was interesting but i'm not sure it worked like i feel like his melodies and cadences are really strong yeah really any other notes before favorite song no i think let's let's do it okay uh and and we mentioned album cover real quick i'll just say like it's funny how much we do actually base someone's audio off of what we see visual like yeah that that's why we usually talk album cover and so obviously at the very minimum and we won't take any more time than this max pope's album cover at the very least was interesting enough that nate listened to his music and so that's good enough 
Like, if that's the baseline, is like be interesting and unique enough that someone gives your music a shot. That's good enough. I think I think it's really cool. I think it's good. Um, it is. But yeah. And and I think it tells a story. But we obviously like when you don't know the details, you have to guess. And so like yeah. for this, I think he probably does a lot of the instruments himself because when you look mm-hmm. at it you see the electric you see yep. the acoustic there's another guitar there's the yep. rec- the recording device i don't know what it's mm-hmm. called there's a piano slash keyboard mm-hmm. um and there's i think it's poetic whether it's actually real or not the fact that it's mm-hmm. in a garage yeah. It looks like at least it's in a garage. I mean, that has to be a no, garage. I, I, it has to be. I mean, it's kind of him saying what type of artist he is. Like this, like, yeah. he's not this, like, huge produced, like, studio musician mm-hmm. as much as he's, like, a home DIY mm-hmm. um do it all type of guy. And so yeah. he's truly an artist, not just a singer. Uh, not just a, I, that's I truly an artist is kind of a jerk thing to say about mm-hmm. other people who aren't multi musician mm-hmm. or multi instrumentalists or whatever. Yeah. But he does a lot. Yep. All right. Do you want to do favorite song? What's yeah. Your favorite on the album. Um. So I think my up for debate. I really like Muddy Waters. What I yeah. like about Muddy Waters is. If it wasn't for certain parts of Muddy Waters, I would hate Muddy Waters based on, like, my personal preference. Yep. It, it's just, like, sounds so cliche, the acoustic at first, mm-hmm. but then, like, he mixes it up and, like, really makes it beautiful. The ending is really weird, uh, melodically, actually, which I give him a lot of props for. Yep. Um, and I also love... Um. Uh, man, now I, I, I erase the trackless thing from my screen. Um, oh yeah, no, you have to pull it up. Will you ever be as good as you think you are? I yeah. I was like, trying to remember all the words. Um, yeah. I just love the chorus on that one. Yep. Um, so catchy, and the lyrics are just awesome. Like that's such a great line. Um, yep. But I gotta go with track one. I gotta go with no love, and yep. it's got for him. It's got everything. Yep. Um, I and my favorite parts are uh, the electric solo that then mm-hmm. transitions into the second verse, and then the bridge at the end. Um, it's just from front to back, extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. I would say just such an incredibly executed song. Um, yep. And it was, for me, the first song that I listened to. And I don't think any of his other songs quite reached that, that same height that that first track did. Yep. What about you? Yep. So I was afraid you'd take my favorite, and No Love was going to be my pivot. Um, and oh, nice. I, I think uh, I think we're very much on the same page because I'm gonna pick. Will you ever be as good as you think you are? Nice. Um, I will say there's this weird part of like again we're picking favorite doesn't mean best. I think No Love's probably actually the best song, mm. but I just think every time I get to Will you ever be as good as you think you are? The melody's so good. That chorus is so yeah. good. Um, how the guitars double up that melody, it just like. I don't know. It's short. I wish it was longer, but like, I feel like it's just a perfect little song, um, and like so much fun. So every time I'm at the song, I'm like, I am just having a good time right here. So um, again, might not be the most technically best. Like I would say, uh, No Love has a lot more, brings a lot more to the table. But as far as favorite, I just really like that song. I really love, I love it. So. Um, yeah, both. I would say both good choices because those were my top two. <laughs> those were my top two uh, songs as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Muddy Waters is probably the one that grew on me the most because yeah. I think right away 
you kind of touched on it. Like, there's parts of it that's like, I don't almost love it. Uh, the water also, like, had to grow on me a little bit. Yeah. Um, right away. And actually, I think that was a lyrical thing just right away, starting, like, with the word and. Um, or something was like threw me off. I felt like I'd missed something, but yeah. Um, but all the songs, really good, really solid album. I think we're both probably pretty pumped to see what Max does next. Um, very solid debut, like very yeah. solid. Um, so um, yeah. Any other notes before we uh, close it out? No, I think all we've right. maxed out. But um. I need I need a like trigger board for cool sound effects. That's yeah, uh, that's something I need. But, yeah. and you need play, like, like a really like ironic studio laugh yes. for for stuff like that. Yes. So ha 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 ha. Our podcast sound like it was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Laugh tracks are definitely never hated on. So. Um, no. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if this is your first episode, we hope you'll come back or even look back through our episodes and see if there's some episodes that might interest you. Um, feel free to uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are on. You can also find us on our socials, on Twitter and on Instagram at LDLPod. And you can, for a limited time only, email us, which you've always been able to. Um, but who knows? We might shut it down. We probably won't. Uh, but you can email us at listening at gmail.com. Uh, I always like to point out you get uh, – that's the fastest way to talk to Nate. Nate. Nate responds to those things right away. And I always say that because I try to get Nate into trouble that someone emails us and they're like, hey, Nate, I haven't replied in a few days. And I can be like, dude, I don't know. Like, he responds to those things right away. So he must just not like you. So uh, so email us. And depending on how fast Nate responds to you, you will be able to uh, see if Nate likes you or not. So uh, <laughs> thank you for checking out this episode. Go check out Max Pope. Listen to Counting Cheap. Uh, We think you'll like it. Thank you for listening and have a great day. If you can't sleep, count sheep. Please, don't count endangered animals. You'll run out.